0: Everybody to the Split Six podcast, the podcast where we split a six pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host Nick Wagella, and I'm here joined today, uh, Split Six veteran, my brother Mitchell Wagella, back in the house. What up? What's up, Daddy? Oh, just doing Daddy stuff, you know what I mean? Going to kids baseball games, and <laughs> buying oil, yelling at uh. Your kid for not swinging the bat hard enough? Yep, yelling at people for parking in front of my house. You know how it goes. <laughs> uh, nice. Good to hear. Uh, Mitchell, so uh, why don't you hit us off with some two truths and a lie to start us off? Okay. All right. So let's think here. Let's think here. Thinking, 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 thinking. In fifth grade, <coughs> I spent the night in Frankenmuth. Okay. In seventh grade, I had a teacher. Pushed me into a computer Okay And in 11th grade My drama class teacher Allowed me to write a play That involved eating hallucinogenic berries And losing the keys to a spaceship I'm gonna go with You did not spend the night in Frankenmuth Nope it was c no oh, so that just sounded a little too ridiculous but good you got me there i'm just kidding it was a oh, <laughs> oh so you didn't i know, get I, me know there. I also didn't letter them and now i'm acting like i did but <laughs> you're gonna have to roll with it baby i'm a little stounded baloney um, of course mitchell and you know speaking of that what are we drinking tonight tonight we are drinking speaking of that what is this tree for madness that's right. It's by Shorts Brewing Hops. Open the door. American Indian Pale Ale. And Shorts, for some reason, doesn't like to include the alcohol content on that. So give me a second while I look it up on my app. And Mitchell, why don't you tell us your favorite quote in the meantime? Oh, my favorite quote. I did have that one prepared. Is, open your eyes, look within. Are you satisfied with the life you're living? It's a little intense, but I like it. That's your favorite quote. That's my favorite quote. Wow. You know That's who it so was by? fucking lame. You know who it's. You know who it's by. Uh, who, Mister Sir Bob Marley. Oh, cool. Of course it is. Um, a uh, uh, tree for madness is a six point eight percent beer. So let's get crunk. Alrighty, let's. Well, oh, fuck, six point eight percent. Yeah, I'm gonna drive home after this. Yeah, you might be able to wait a little bit. Wee woo wee woo wee woo. Can't catch me by the time you hear this. It already happened. Well, um. Let's find out what this tastes like. Will you uh, not do anything because I have a bottle of Oh yeah. here, I, my brother. I know. I have two of them in this room for a very specific reason. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. That's going to be terrible. It's going to be great. It's going to be garbage. Mm. Oh, my God. That is so good. That's pretty good. You like it? For an IPA, it's not bad. It's kind of a lighter style. I mean, not alcohol content-wise, but it's not as hoppy. Which is surprising because it says hops on the door, yo. (laughs) Dude, the hops is on the door, yo. (laughs) Switch, what are we going to even talk about today? Should we give our listeners a preview? Because we haven't discussed this at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, I was thinking we could talk about, I don't know, I'm just going off top here, maybe in this order too. 30 minutes or so of sports? Okay, I'm okay with that. Maybe 28 minutes of entertainment and then like a little bit of silent time. And then followed up by uh, politics. I don't know. (laughs) The silent time? Just 30 minutes of direct eye contact? No, it'll be just two minutes of Uh silent time. Okay. But yeah, I'll do that too. (laughs) You already know we're getting down tonight. (laughs) So Mitchell, how was your weekend? I know I saw you for most of it, but uh, weekend was pretty cool. Played some... Did I play mini sticks on Friday? Is that what I did? What did we do on Friday? No, we were here. Oh yeah. Friday, hung out with... Friday, we played basketball. Yeah, played some basketball, mm-hmm. hung out with midnight my bro drunk and basketball. our friends, midnight drunken basketball. You know how we do, you know how we get down. <laughs> uh Saturday went and uh, partied over at Ross's. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. You know how we do, you know how we get down. Mm-hmm. Fucking bust out the shout out to the dolphin, shout out Jesse Coleen. Um big shout outs there. Big shouts out. Sunday uh, shout out Rossy B for hosting. Uh Sunday I oh, I also worked at Benny's on Saturday, so that works. Um but Ooh. Sunday I what did I do, Sunday? Oh, I went and got my car from Ross's at 2, and by went and (laughs) got my car, I meant hung out there from 2 to 6, and then went over to Crook's house and played, we played mini-sticks that night. Mini-sticks, yeah. Yep. You and Crook took down me and Jeremy. We are, I believe, tied up on all the games we played together. Mm -hmm. Incorrect. What do you mean? Wait, are we? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, dog. Beer number one. Sport. All right, on to sports, where we continue to be in the dead zone of all sports. But football is ramping up, and baseball season is pitter-pattering by. The Tigers make a trade today? I don't think so. I have no idea. Ah, uh, do you care? We're not talking about baseball today. <laughs> Sorry, if you came here for baseball news, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, go go check out some other stupid podcast, like called like Sticks and Balls. I hope what you're ready to hear in this entire sports section is NFL and maybe fantasy. Then we'll get into some other stuff if there's time. Well, we gotta start with our hometown team, the Detroit Lions. Um, this last weekend they signed Mike Daniels from uh the Packers. Yeah, um, yep. Uh, former Pro Bowl defensive <clears throat> lineman. Uh had an injury last year, but should be coming out strong and making our defensive line one of the top units on our team. How do you feel about that? I think it's great. I mean, I think we already had a good starting lineup and now we just have a guy where even if he's not like at his full potential, mm-hmm. He can be a good rotational player. Dude, yeah. we're going to have like a great rotation because we got Snacks, we got Daniels, we got Hand, we got Aishon Robinson, um, and then we got on the Aquara. edge uh, Flowers. And I don't really know who's the other edge rusher, but Romeo Aquara. Oh, okay. Pretty good. Pretty solid. Should be uh, exciting. We're going to have um, Slayback. Our safeties should be okay with Walker and Diggs. And then we just got to worry about whatever the hell's going on in our uh, <laughs> linebacking core and our opposite of Slay, uh, cornerback. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be an open competition for now. I really just, I just kind of hope that it's not tease Tabor. I want him to be good, but I also don't think that he is, and I don't want it to yeah. like be a bad call again. Right. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think Justin Coleman will do great fine in the slot. He might be able to move outside from time to time. Might mm. need him to, because I'm sure he can play that better than T's Tabor. So. Probably. I mean, if we have <laughs> another good slot corner, we can just keep mixing it around. That's probably what Patricia's going to do. He wants, like, five guys that can just do one position okay, so we can just keep hitting you a bunch of ways. Yeah. <laughs> do you see uh, Patricia's quote, either today or yesterday, about because uh, Daniel said he came to the Lions because Matt Patricia is a de- uh, defensive genius, and Patricia says, well, I think we just paid him a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, hilarious. But it should be good. I mean, it definitely changes our outlook um, in the NFC North. I don't know. I find myself at this time of the year, every year, getting excited about the Lions, and now I'm very excited, based on one player's addition. And, well, we did release Theo Riddick. Yeah, Theo Riddick. R.I.P. What a guy. What a guy. Shout Um, out to Theo Riddick for everything you've done to make the Lions exciting over the last few years. But also... You should have just been receiving. Like you shouldn't. You probably should have never even taken a handoff. Like I know that kind of gives away the disguise, but like you shouldn't even have taken one just receiving. But everything else, great, dude, and I'm really thankful for it. And <laughs> <laughs> you're doing awesome, man. Uh, I wish you the best. Well, now um, we are going to feed the beast, hopefully, and carry on Johnson, who can receive just as well and run much better, and provided he can stay healthy. Oh man, I can't see. I can see this guy's fantasy impact being upwards of top five I would just like to before we progress any further say run way better and catch probably not as good Theo Riddick was a dominating machine with catching that football out of the backfield well we will see Theo Riddick was better at staying healthy I'll tell you that yep but it's only been one year so who knows was he um uh in other news around the league AJ Green Got injured, and is going to miss like six weeks. so will probably get cut into some games uh, there in the regular season. Yep, I actually just got the update from Bleacher Report right before this podcast that it is confirmed he'll miss a few games. Yeah, so that's going to hurt his already plundering fantasy value um, for, all, for all you guys inter- interested in fantasy football. Where do you think that puts him? Like seventh, eighth round. Whew, man, brutal shot. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do very good last year. Um, he did great. He just got hurt. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was trending to be wide, on wide receiver one, not the wide receiver one. Uh wide receiver one. Yeah, well he always gets hurt now. Yeah, and had uh, a- his quarterback sucks. <laughs> um, um, Tyler Boyd. We'll see if he can do good in his uh, absence. Um, yeah. Um, so didn't other people get hurt today? Uh, Tyreek Hill got hurt, but it turned out to be not a huge deal. It was just a bruise to his quad. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, who is a uh, for somehow, somehow going to play this year in the NFL, which does not make much sense to me. And I had somebody telling me that, I mean, he's just an ignorant kid, but I had somebody telling me today that nothing that's happened with Tyreek Hill matters because there's no proof. And I was like, okay, well then, I just think you're ridiculous because he's on audio tape and he admits that it's him. And he said he just regrets the way that he was speaking. Like he admitted to speaking on the audio tape. Yeah. And saying what he said. But he right. never took you blame. You should be scared. scared of me. You should be scared of me. You should be scared of me too, bitch. <laughs> like fuck off, dude. Yeah. Um. Serious uh, mental issues there, but in my opinion, the best, most versatile receiver in the league. Yeah. It's uh, like I'm, I'm g- gonna get forced into drafting him. I feel like, and I don't want to because I don't want to support him. Well, hey. Uh, you got to make that decision yourself. I know. I'm, I'm here to win. Yeah, I know. But I'm also thinking about drafting Zeke, and I think that guy's trash. Oh, well. Yeah, Zeke <clears throat> is holding out. Speaking what football of Zeke. players do you hate personally? <laughs> on the Split Six Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke's holding out. How, how, how's that going for you? Being in our draft, you are the number two overall pick. Uh, if the contract's not resolved by the time that the draft comes around, I'm definitely not taking him. You just going to go with uh, the safety in Kamara? Yeah, I think so. Or McCaffrey, I guess. If yeah, like I don't, high on. I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference to where like I'm going to like heavily regret it. I do think that he'll still probably end up playing, and he'll probably score more points than the player, but I think that, I mean, Kamara has so much upside in that Saints offense now, like, yeah, without Ingram there and Latavius Murray I kind of suck. hyping up Latavius Murray I've, like, I, we watched that guy for years Yeah, then, in Minnesota, come yeah. on We saw him twice a year on our own TVs Um, uh, Melvin Gordon Also Melvin Gordon. Uh, still a holdout So, uh, you know, I don't know. This whole first half of the... I'm really, really happy to have the first overall pick so I don't get fucked by somebody on accident. (laughs) The thing I think we need to remember, though, is that, like... I mean, Zeke is almighty when it comes down to running backs. You know what I mean? And Melvin Gordon's great, but at the same time, like... Did he get drafted the same year, Zeke? No, it would have been a year before, I believe, because he's got one more year left, and Zeke has two more years on his contract. Okay, I actually think zeke no matter what will have to go back because he has two years left on his contract and like not playing it would be like so major since he hasn't made that much money you know what i mean i mean he has the shitload of money but he could also be reckless he's kind of shown that right um but the difference is like melvin gordon like i mean he could choose to sit out this entire year and it might financially make sense for him no that wouldn't make sense it might well i mean that's what um bell Bell, Bell, did last year bell i was gonna say just because they weren't on the tag it's different but Bell is on a different level. yeah. Of Oh, yeah, and it will be different because he isn't on a tag. That's so what I'm saying. Like so, I, Well, he'll, he'll actually lose less money than, no, than I Bell think, did. I'm pretty sure if Melvin Gordon holds out. Oh, they like, can still tag just, him. Not even that. I, I think that the, he would have to finish his contract, so he'd have to play for another year. Like He would forfeit his salary, and if he wanted to come back, the Chargers would retain his rights, and he would have to play for the Chargers. I don't think so. Isn't that what happens if you, like, voluntarily don't play football? No, I think, like, you're out after that year, but you just don't get paid at all for that, any of that contract. Just like how Le'Veon Bell, like, he's not like he was still tied to the Steelers just because he's Right, play. but that's a franchise tag. That's different. Right, but I think it still works the same. It's just the franchise tag just forces you he to sign be. a contract. Maybe it only works if you retire and then come back. Yeah, if you retire, then when you come back, the team that still had your contract has the rights. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Got it. Yeah, because like if Calvin ever came back, he'd be ours. Not that he will, sadly. No, he never will. Uh, but ship is sailed. Now he's just busy and opening marijuana plants around Detroit. So, <laughs> fuck yeah, Calvin tearing it up <laughs> on and off the field with the green. That's right, baby. Um, <laughs> um Golden Tate is uh, suspended for four games for use of a banned substance that he used while he was trying to get his wife uh, knocked up. Um, he's going to try to appeal it. I think it's pretty f- split 50 50 on whether people think he's going to overturn it. But I think a similar situation like this happened before, and the NFL just stood by it, which is, you know, remarkable that Tyreek Hill gets off with nothing. And Golden Tate, even before he took a drug test, reported it to the NFL saying, like, he didn't know that this was in there and he stopped doing it immediately, but came up positive. And Golden Tate you know, has a history of never failing anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's a what do you do in that situation though like even if you're the NFL I mean I yeah know, you have like this rule you've stuck by like if you just start folding it because it's like a good standing person like mm-hmm. I don't know then players are going to be like hey well we're glad that he didn't get in trouble but also you have too much power you know what I mean it's going to be more contract. <laughs> I think it. that I think they should appeal I mean overturn it but I mean they are appealing it um, I mean overturn they I think the most likely outcome is it gets reduced to two games because they're going to have to suspend them out of precedent because I think they did it to somebody else before, and you know, but they're not going to want to give him the four because it's his reputation. But we'll see. Um, the Giants receivers are fucked because uh, um, what the fuck, uh, Sterling Shepard has a broken hand or broken thumb, right? They said they don't think it's going to be too serious for the start of the season, but I feel like he's going to be kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a broken hand. They already oh. have still have Eli Manning throwing the ball with Daniel Jones waiting in backup, which I don't know, I don't. I was not high on Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to f- hurt or benefit Saquon Barkley, the best running back in the league. Um, I mean, I personally think it's going to hurt him probably because, like, it puts more pressure on him. And, like, I mean, Eli Manning's not good at all, but he can probably still get those checkdowns off. And if he doesn't have anybody to throw that ball to really besides Saquon Barkley, I mean, their next highest He's receiver up eaten. is Cody Latimer. I, yeah, the last know, time I know heard nothing that. about that guy. <laughs> I know, he, I think he played on the Broncos, but like, man, come on, that's so <laughs> bad. I mean, Evan Ingram could just feed though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what does could that be a sleeper have, tight end? Yeah, hundred percent. But then again, if once fucking Tate's back, once Shepard's back, Saquon Barkley is the, is he gonna be fed? I don't, it doesn't matter if he if it opened up for him at all. Then that's great for him. He just he's just so good. Like, he's a generational talent. I was talking about Evan Ingram. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, my bad. Um, he's just so good. He's just like a generational talent. He'll talk- <laughs> <laughs> you know who I think uh, is going to not do good this year is fucking David Njoku, dude. Oh, yeah? yeah just because, like, there are so many players on the Browns, man. Yeah, if I mean... Jarvis, Odell, Nick Chubb, then they'll have Kareem Hunt. Like, I guarantee they do two running back packages, because Kareem can catch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, Nick Chubb can run, like, it's, it's going to be fucking wild. But, I mean, that team is could be really good. This is, like I've been saying, this is the closest we've ever been to a Lions versus Browns Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. I mean, the Browns are, like, the fifth overall favorite, but with Tyreek back, I don't really see anybody beating the Chiefs. Um. Except for the Patriots, of course. They could always beat anybody. But we'll see what happens with Brady a year older and Gronk no longer in the league. Yeah, and their top wide receiver is Julian Edelman and then Nikhil Harry. Yep. Or well, I guess you could make the argument for Josh Gordon if he decides to somehow come back to the NFL again. Yeah. For like well, four games. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. Josh, Josh Gordon, Gordon always, always 175 yards and three touchdowns. And then, oh, no, he retired. Any chance the Patriots don't make the playoffs? Right, I mean, it's like they've made they missed playoffs like once, I think, since two thousand and one. Yeah, with Matt Castle, when they went ten and six, they went eleven and five. Eleven right? and five, fuck, ah, that's nuts. That's I mean, pretty... You know how mad I'd be if I was a Lions fan and we missed the playoffs going eleven and five. Yeah. You know how mad the Patriots were? They're like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, they're like, well, I mean, guys, <laughs> we we could have done better, okay? Yeah. And we're gonna figure out who didn't do their fucking job <laughs> and drink their water. <laughs> But yeah, Tom Brady continues to be the master class of all athletes among all sports. Um Jesus, what a guy. Yeah, what a what a weird a, what a weird guy. What a weird man. team. What a weird dynasty. It's so weird of a dynasty like <laughs> just they, they never they been. They win with nobodies all the time. Yeah. Like who knows if Trey Flowers is even good? <laughs> I know, man. It's going to be I I hope he is. I mean, hopefully Matt Patricia knows because he coached him for years. Uh, I hope so. I hope so, man. I hope that there's not, like, just a true genius behind Belichick, and he calls everything and hires faces and, like, just lets them go get their own coaching jobs, but, like, has them sign disclosures <laughs> where they can't say anything about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's well, probably the reality of what it is. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Would you be that shocked, though, if you found out, like, somehow, like... The, <laughs> the legalness of it just dropped and like they could talk about it. And Pat <laughs> Patricia came out and said, like, yeah, well I didn't actually call the defensive plays in New England and like I didn't even draw up the schemes. Like all I did was like take his book and then I could like do it. I just read it on the sidelines while people were playing. <laughs> yeah, like I just looked like looked the part. But I do like want to be a coach. So like this is important still I should I still should be the coach. <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see. I don't know. Um it's I can't wait yet again for the NFL to be back Um, I think this is going to be we're going to have one more season after this before we potentially have a lockout for probably half the year because it seems like both sides are I I don't know if they'll let that much money go to waste but when the CBA runs out the players want guaranteed contracts the NFL executives want 18 game season which should be why which should be too much too why? much and then didn't you say that there was some stipulation where they want the players to only still be able to play 16 games i i heard that i'm not sure if that's valid but oh, man, like that'd be crazy <laughs> that would be so nuts it'd be so stupid if every player can only play f- 16 games and you have 18 game season I'm like what <laughs> like i mean honestly though i'm kind of down to throw some sort of rule like that into a fantasy league and just try to do it like that like You only get to start your players 11 games, (laughs) and you get more roster spots. Like, you get 20 roster spots, but you can only start your players for, like, 10 games. Oh, no. Fuck that. That'd be so stupid. (laughs) You'd have to get so creative. (laughs) I want them to do – I want them to move it to 17 games, have one – each team plays one game in London in a neutral field, so they still have eight and eight home games and then one neutral field game. And I think that's a way to balance it out. London or Mexico City. Yeah, just, like, maybe, like, two weeks in the NFL. Like, everyone, there's just, like, this two-week period where, like, all the NFC's playing in London and then the next week all the AFC's playing in Mexico and then, like, there's bi-weeks after each of that. Or they can just call it International Week and, like, do even more than that. You know what I mean? Go to multiple different stadiums around the world. Every, like, you know, every team is playing in a different country across Europe. That'd be great. We should email them this. I I doubt they've ever heard anything along these lines in the history of their league. How would they – I mean, I'm just a stupid idiot that hosts a podcast about drinking beer. How would they not thought of this? <laughs> yeah, <it's a> joke. <laughs> that was the joke, my friend. <laughs> mm. Oh, my B. Um, uh, so what else is going on in the sports world? How do you feel about people – Some a lot of analysts ranking Christian McCaffrey as the number one running back? I mean, I get it, especially because, I mean, most – you're talking, like, not in standard. Yeah. Well, I mean, half point, I think, is, like, pretty much the standard now. I think PPR is the standard now, personally. But, um, like, I mean, I kind of get it. No, people I'm, are rebelling against PPR. But that's the thing. Like, uh, I mean, so Saquon can catch. I get it. But, like, he's not like, you know, he's not Kamara. He's not McCaffrey with receiving numbers. Because like, they're going to run him more because he's so talented running the ball that yeah. he doesn't need to be that receiving threat. You know what I mean? But what it's did Saquon finish two last year? I think so. We right were behind Gurley? Yeah, I think so. Who, was, was McCaffrey three or was it? I'm not actually sure. Hmm. I guess we could probably easily look this up, but I don't want to. No, it's not worth it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, with the receiving upside, and especially if, like, if Cam Newton's better, just, like, I mean, Cam Newton used to be a consistent top three to five quarterback every single year. Yeah. And, like, if he can get better, then I think McCaffrey gets better, especially in the receiving department. And, like, I mean, even, like, four more touchdowns in the receiving department would have probably had him at two or one, you know. Yeah. So, eh. I, I see it, but I don't agree with it. Yeah, no, I don't agree with it. Guy's tiny. Um, You know, he's good, but he's small, and that just doesn't really work out normally. I mean, I think I personally would draft if there was no contract issues or, like, legality issues. I also saw that Zeke is now, like, I don't know, subpoenaed or whatever the fuck it is, something in Texas for a car crash that happened, and he's, like, part of the investigation that the Dallas Cowboys covered up the car crash to ensure that Ezekiel Elliott would be able to play in their playoff game. Of course they did. <laughs> so like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm thinking Kamara might just be the better choice. You know what I've heard about Kamara? He's very slippery on the field and he plays for the saints. I don't know a <laughs> single thing about that guy's personal <laughs> life as it should be. It's not his life. Like I know everything He's about got gold teeth. Zeke. He's throwing security guards to the ground. To be fair, they're being a little aggressive with him. I get it. But i mean come on dude pulling shirts down in public just live your life in private at a mansion like every other rich person dude you know you can live your life fine just well, don't live your life like those fucking scumbags just don't just be better yeah or be better but i'm saying if you're gonna be scummy be scummy on your own land with people that want to be scummy too uh, that's don't a, bring dangerous precedent, but sure, I guess. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> if everybody in that house wants to be douchebags, then they can act <laughs> like douchebags. So, what running backs would you take over McCaffrey, like, and and like take away the contract and personal stuff? Zeke, Saquon, Kamara, just those three. Yeah. You see, I would take David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and probably Melvin Gordon over McCaffrey. I just don't. I don't get why. I just I don't like him. I mean, he he finished what three or four, eh, maybe. But, but I mean, you yeah, got think David Johnson. I think there's a good argument that David Johnson could be the number one again. Yeah. I get that. Um, I get. Okay, so I'll, I'll I'll take off Melvin Gordon, but um, you know maybe I'll probably take off Le'Veon Bell because there's too much risk. So maybe David Johnson is higher than McCaffrey. what yeah. you're saying? Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I mean, it's too early to tell right now, but girly. Um I mean look, I think David Johnson could be the best running back in the league. I like mm-hmm. he's just fucked. You know what I mean? Like he broke his wrist, then he got Josh Rosen <laughs> and, or, or Sam Bradford. Like you know what I mean? Like he just had no luck and he got ran I think it was what eighty percent of the time he was running in between the guards last year. Like that's insane. Right, but like, they got a new they got I, I just really believe in Kyler Murray being able to spread that shit around. And I think Kyler Murray's gonna be dope too. But what I don't believe in is the head coach hire in Cliff Kingsbury of yeah. losing record at Texas Tech. <laughs> like he was just had a dynamic offense. He as a head coach, like hire as an offensive coordinator, maybe, but like don't give him head coach. Drafts Kyler Murray and just like letting him go while everybody thinks everything's gonna be good. Like I don't I mean know, man. maybe Kyler Murray's special, I think. I mean, it could be wrong. Definitely could be wrong. I'm just saying, like, I think it could be cool. And I think Cliff Kingsbury might be awesome. Because, like, I mean, I watched some of the tapes of, like, his teams, and, like, it looks cool. I think it's going to be funny to see in the NFL. I think Kyler Murray is just, like, a faster and much better Baker Mayfield. Wow. Bold statement. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, uh, (laughs) Did he take over for Baker? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oklahoma is pushing out those quarterbacks. Um. Uh. Um. All right. So, uh, what else? What else? What else should we talk about for this uh, fine sports segment? Um. Well, I mean, uh, isn't there some shit going on about LeBron right now? No idea. Yeah, I think he's like coaching his kid, and people don't like it. And I don't really know. I don't really. I don't know enough to talk about it. We could probably easily look this up. Yeah. Well, we won't because right, this is right. the <laughs> the unprepared split six podcast, everybody. The podcast where I don't make any money. So, uh, fuck you. If If you want me to be prepared, pay me. Honestly, I mean, I think this whole episode's been Tree for Madness. Ooh. <laughs> the name of the <laughs> beer, if for some reason you didn't catch it earlier. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so, um, I mean, sports, dude. I mean, sports are sporty, and there's things about sports that become sportish. Well, I guess let's just keep talking fantasy then. Um, yeah. uh, All right, so I'm extraordinarily high on carry-on this year. We're at the point where I'm considering taking him with my third overall pick if I can't make a trade back. do you feel about that stupid reckless dangerous letting the lions fandom take over for me like i do every year i think i could say confidently that for the past like i don't know 11 years that i've played fantasy football in every draft i always like reach on one person and it's somebody that i'm like really high on and i like you know i think that they're gonna do great Mm -hmm. i always get it wrong (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not you. So I would say if it's somebody you really think is going to be better than everybody else and you got to go up, probably what, like an extra round above where he's going to be drafted? That's where you take it? Yeah, he won't get, he won't fall to me in the fourth, I don't think. Yeah, then I mean, do what you got to do. Would you draft him over Damian Williams? No. I would. Okay. The only thing is like, it depends on, you know, I don't know. There's, I wouldn't pure purely because of injury risk. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's a little risky. That's why they call it a risk. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, not, he's got a whole history of not being healthy, like his entire time throughout college that did not work well for his last <laughs> time with Javid best. Oh <laughs> God, best. He was so good. He and was Kevin the best. Smith? Yep. Same thing. All injured. Wait, Kevin law. Smith or Kevin Jones? Kevin Jones. Did we have a Kevin Smith too? I don't remember. I don't know. Kevin Jones is who I'm talking about. Kevin Jones is who I liked. Yeah, he was super injured all the time throughout college, mm-hmm. and boom, always injured with us. Had like one good year. But I don't know. Oh, I got a question for you. I was doing this in class. Rank your top five wide receivers, and for the sake of just in like just let's just fantasy, yeah, let's just not do any connotation. Let's just say in life. Like, the top five wide receivers. What receivers I think are the best? Yes. Like, not for fantasy. Not for fantasy, but, like, stats, productions, don't consider that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like if, I was, starting, we, okay, if this, I was starting a team for if if one looking, season, what receiver would I have first? How about we'll do this. This season ends, who do you think, statistically speaking, will be the best wide receivers? So that's, like, the best fantasy wide receiver. Okay, sure. It. Yeah, let's just do it like that. Oh okay. Because that makes more sense. <laughs> um, uh, Tyreek Hill. Okay. I would draft him first. Okay. Um, like, well, you know, like if this legal shit, like, is like for sure going away, like, if we're I get not, it. Yeah, they, but kind of I'm bad. saying if they all get to play a full season. Okay. Um, this is where it gets tough because it's I, all right. So I would go out of safety, Julio Jones. Okay. Odell. Okay. Uh, Adams. Ooh. Okay. And. And then Antonio Brown, no Hopkins. Oh fuck! I forgot about Hopkins. All uh, right, Hopkins is number one. Hopkins is number one. Yeah, I just oh, forget. Fuck. I always always forget about him. Yeah. But, but in that then that order. Just, and then bump down off a. Of yeah, Antonio Hopkins Brown. is just like probably the best receiver in the league. But yeah. I mean, I don't know, him and him and Hill. I would think I would take Hopkins for the safety. But Hill is just I means Hill finished number one last year, and he is a special and has probably the best quarterback in the league. So. Yeah, for sure. I, I would put what it. What would you got? What do you got? Okay. Well, I mean, I've been not ranking Ty, Tyreek Hill in this, so like I'm going to try to be fair and put him in it. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to put him in two. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Then I'm going to hit you with Julio Jones. Okay. Odell. Okay. Tyreek. And then I think it's a toss-up between Michael Thomas and Devonta Adams. Yeah, see, I don't like Michael Thomas as much. Dude, I mean, he set – he almost – he set – not the – I don't think the league high. He might have set the league high for, for receptions last year. Oh, it's either the league mm-hmm. high or the team high. But either way, he was just – he was nuts last year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't he's holding like out for $20 million and he's probably going to win it. <laughs> That's how good you he know, is. You um, know, I was reading a stat the other day that, like, in the last, like, 20 years or so, no team has won the Super Bowl with one of the top five receivers or running backs. Which is, um... Well, that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know if it's top five. It might have been top five paid. It's either top five paid. No, I think it's top five production-wise. Production-wise. Hmm. So, hey, there we go for the Lions. That's true. We don't have any huge receivers. We, we got we, ca- we got Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Marvin Jones. Danny Amendola. And now our new stud, TJ Hawkins Oh, TJ Hawkins Jesse <laughs> James. Isaac Nawada. <laughs> or Nogata. Nevada is, is that our seventh one pick? Yeah. He's sticking around, dude. We're cutting Logan Thomas and keeping him. I don't even Calm know who Logan made? Thomas is. No. And we probably should. We drafted him. I mean, we drafted him for a reason when we have other positions of dude, need. <laughs> Logan Thomas was, I just remember this fantasy draft, and Logan Thomas was a quarterback coming out of college. Was. And he got drafted by the Cardinals when Carson Palmer was the quarterback. And uh-huh. Mike Carls came up to me <laughs> on the draft day and was like, dude. I'm super high on Logan Thomas. It's the same year that Blake Bortles came out. He <laughs> was like, No, I think Logan Thomas is gonna do it, man. Like he's he's like a late round pick. He's the guy that's gonna take it over. And then like two years later he transformed into a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's like the you know, he could fail out of the league, but no, he stayed in the league as a backup tight end. <laughs> that's just wild to me. Is there anyone like that coming out of the draft you were really high on that just ended up sucking? Um in the in the, pre, in the fun fun thought experiment for the previous drafts. I don't know. I mean I think me and you both were like pretty high on Rosen coming out of college. I'm still pretty I'm decently high on him still. Yeah, I think I I'm, I'm I'm so far it hasn't happened. Yeah. I mean Joey Harrington, but I was also the <laughs> 7. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even care about drafts back then or no shit about them, so no, no I, remember, I don't count. I remember that. him getting drafted out of Oregon. <laughs> I collected enough football cards to know that. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, Ryan Broyles. <laughs> yeah. I remember when we drafted Mike Williams, I thought it was a smart thing. Yeah. I didn't know shit still. And I'm older than you. And I just, <laughs> I was an idiot, dude. I thought it was a good thing because he took a year off college and worked with a professional trainer instead of playing. And I was like, dude, he's going to be so good. And like, yeah, I don't I mean, remember I was like, like yeah. a single highlight of him. I'm trying to think though. Like, I don't. There's not been a lot of people I was super high on. I thought Christian Hackenberg was going to be okay. I thought he was mm-hmm. going to be one of the better quarterbacks of that draft, and he is way gone. Yeah, mine was probably Connor Cook. Um, <laughs> I thought yeah. Connor Cook was going to be the best rece- or the best quarterback in that draft. I thought he was going to uh, be good, too. Clearly not, correct? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jeremy Lincoln. Oh. Beer number two, entertainment. <laughs> Alright and that concludes Fantasy Football Talk We're probably gonna do that Next week with Eric Robertson On the pod We were supposed to do that This week but he was busy Mitchell Entertainment You seen any of these Big movies that are out right now Name one The Lion King I know you saw that one Yes Why don't you give us Give us something about it I've not seen it yet The Lion King Dude okay so Dude this was Underwhelming Very underwhelming Underwhelming Yeah Why have you already seen it? It is the same movie, just with CGI and not very good voice acting. You I mean, Beyonce did great. Was Beyonce um uh, Nala? Nala? Yeah. But I don't know. It just it didn't grasp me. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing about it that made me like, oh my god, this is so cool. It was like, okay, of course this is how it is. It's 2019. Like I expect this from a movie. Yeah. What are you changing that's going to make it funny? I mean, Success of everyone was a little funny as the Warthog. I mean, it's cool. Like I said, it was a good movie. It just didn't... It didn't you know, blow your mind? didn't like, blow my mind. You kind of expected it to? Yeah, especially because you know I love every movie I see. But I don't know. Maybe remakes just aren't my thing. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. Um, and uh, honestly, all the things I'm hearing about it, I don't think I'm going to, really. Um, so that's... I, I, I heard that it was just like too real like they probably should have cartoonized these characters a little bit but made it look better like if you would have done it like Toy Story like how that looks you know rather than looking like National Geographic yeah I guess that's true I mean I thought it was a cool aspect to it that it was actually real but at the same time like I don't think it was 100% even realistic in that like I don't even remember how the know, like when Simba ends. when Simba finds his dad at the stampede mm-hmm. like there should be a lot more blood oh god you know? that would be dark but I mean, they should get dark with it, dude. They've already done. I mean, come on, think about fucking Inside Out, dude. Think about the movie Inside Out. I know that's Pixar. It's not technically, Disney, but <laughs> oh, it is Disney. It's Disney Pixar. But you know what I mean? Yeah. But that movie divisions. is dark, dude. Like it's about depression in like a nine-year-old brain. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I mean, that's dark in a psychological way, but not in a physical way where children are gonna see that and be like. It's the the same thing. I'm not saying that should have been. Lions jaw is unhinged. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there wasn't like there was not a single drop of blood in the whole thing. You know what I mean? Oh, really? It's just him laying there. Interesting. And I guess maybe you could have had brain 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 trauma. brain trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Did um, was anyone in the theater crying at that point? Uh, Honestly, I never looked anywhere else but the screen. To be fair, it kept me captivated because, oh well, let's just be honest about it. I was very high. How does the Lion King end again? I have not rewatched that movie in so long. It's uh, Simba goes back to fight Scar, right? Yeah, goes back to fight Scar, and then is about to lose, but then Scar tells him that he's like, "You look just like your dad when I was about to kill him." And Simba's like, "What?" And like everybody's like mad at Simba because like he was the reason that his dad died, and he admitted it in front of everybody because he was a young child who had no idea that what he did was just an accident in his you know what I mean like it's not yeah. like he knew he was going to kill his dad so he like started like everybody was like kind of looking at him crazy after that and then after he admitted that he was the one that killed his dad he just fucking freaked out and told everybody and then all the lions attacked all the fucking hyenas and you know then the hyenas here fucking Scar talking and saying like oh those filthy hyenas like well, we can take them all out or something like that like trying to save his own life and then the hyenas like hey, what's up dude you said what and then eat him Oh, there's no blood. And then it ends with Simba and Nala having the the baby. The circle of life. Lion King 2. You ever seen that? No, I forgot that that existed. I have seen it probably at least four times. Really? <laughs> I had no idea what happens in it. I remember watching it. I, don't, I couldn't tell you a single piece of the plot. And I think that's why memory is so fucked. Maybe they should just remake The Lion King 2, but like completely go to a different level with it. Like, not because it obviously wasn't that good if I didn't even really remember that it existed. Make it be like a relationship trauma between Simba and Nala <laughs> and like, you know, the Little Cub. Yeah. <laughs> think like about a broken household. Yeah. <laughs> that's so Right. Oh, it would be great. Simba just can't get over the death of his father and the death of his uncle, Scar. Yeah. Which you just. Uh, sorry, I'm completely changing the topic. Oh, I don't okay. Know where, out of nowhere. Well, what, what, you've seen... What's on your mind? Have you seen Far From Home now? Far From Home? Oh, we saw it together. What are you talking about? Fire oh, Man. Spider-Man? Yeah, we saw <laughs> that together. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah, these beers are strong. Strong, <laughs> baby. Um, You still watch Orange is the New Black? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of the new oh. season yet? Uh, I've seen about five episodes in. Okay, I've started watching the first one late last night and got like probably five minutes in. Just didn't want to watch it. Didn't captivate you? No, oh. fell asleep. this tired as fuck. Yeah, man, that makes sense. <laughs> no, um, it's uh, eh, it's all right. It's the final season. Yeah. No, I mean it's good. It's good. It's just not like it's, there yet. You know what I mean? You know how see? You know how? You know how it goes. You're not gonna judge a season by its first four episodes, five episodes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even get into. Like, I don't even think I got past Piper being in her brother's house. Yeah. No, I mean, there's some shit to it. Like, definitely some... bunch of stuff happens. It's pretty... I keep saying captivating, so I'm trying to stop saying it. But... Ma-ptivating. Captivating? Oh. snap Snaptivating? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dilapidating. And, um, you know, you watch it and... It's just you're waiting for that moment. You know Orange is the new black. So, like, you are waiting for the moment that, like, you know, fucking Piper breaks three of the girls out of jail and robs a liquor store. Yeah, because Piper is not in jail for the first time. Yeah, Piper's out. Oh, spoiler alert! (laughs) Just kidding. I know this podcast. You should, too. (laughs) Spoiler. Also, if you watched last season, you know she got out of jail. So (laughs) We're like a power outage, baby. We spoil everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm excited to see how this show ends as it's been, you know, um, one of the shows I've watched from the, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, the, basically the first Netflix show I ever watched. Oh, for sure. For me. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's Jenji Cohen. Like she did one of b- both of our, one of our favorite shows weeds. I wouldn't, maybe not one of our most favorite shows, but a show we both really liked. I love it. Probably in my top 25. Yeah. Um, That's big because I've seen a lot of fucking TV shows. (laughs) So like, I mean, I, I, so the ending of weeds, you know, didn't like that much, but we'll see if she can wrap up the, like the first Netflix series. Should we, uh, should we talk about what the better ending of weeds would have (laughs) been? I mean, you can say that. Sure. (laughs) So the first time I watched weeds, I finished season seven. And for the people that know the show, you'll understand this. And if you don't, I'll explain it. The end of season seven ends with the main character's head being in a scope and getting shot. And then it goes black. And I thought that was the end of the series. <laughs> I didn't know there was a whole nother season. I went like close to a year without knowing this after it was released. Then I come into the garage one night. Um, and I was right after I had finished Weeds and i was talking to Mitchell about it and i was like yeah i didn't sure how i felt about the ending and then Mitchell was ecstatic about the ending you liked it right yeah i think that I, I you like you Mitchell liked his ending i love shocking it. endings and i'm like dude of course she's dead like she see, that's the big thing with weed. so i mean i'm like yes dude i loved that ending and i was like she didn't die <laughs> she was like yeah she did she's gone here it's like there's a whole nother fucking season dude like <laughs> I had no fucking idea. I just completely missed it. Didn't look back at it. Man, what a what a ride. What a ride this life is. I mean, is. that show had its ups and downs, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I liked it. Um, I the beginning it. of it was great, like most shows. Like most shows, to become popular, the beginning is always really good. Um, and then usually struggles to the end because people do too many seasons. Mm-hmm. That's why The Leftovers... One of the reasons why The Leftovers is my favorite show, because it's just three seasons, each season gets better, and it ends, quite honestly, perfectly. I have not finished it yet. I need to. Yeah, well, get on that, brother. Um, Have you seen... You haven't seen 3%, right? No. You ever considered watching it? That's one that's, like, subtitled, right? It's your choice. You can either watch it subtitled, or you can watch it English dubbed. Yeah, no, I find it hard to do but it's it's a good storyline man and i was watching that show Ninety-seven 97 of the world lives in poverty three percent live in non-poverty and you have to pass a series of tests to make it to the three percent yeah that's um, a pretty good plot line i mean i dig it i just i don't know why I it just it's hard for me to watch shows that are dubbed and i can't watch shows that are subtitled Um, Yeah, I I skipped the sub. I watched the dub version. And I'm pretty sure it's not that accurate in terms of, like, what's actually being (laughs) talked about in the dialogue. But that's kind of the fun, you know? Like, you got to watch it and be like, okay, I get what's happening in this scene. But the dialogue could be, like, so much better. But at the same time, it's that good that I've watched. I mean, me and Dylan. I guess I'll throw Dylan in there since I love everything. And I'm not saying he has the best taste, but... Me and Dylan have both watched it like up to date. I mean, Dylan likes Dave Matthews Band, so yeah, you know. But he's also got some good taste, you know. Never would have known about you Bernie just, without him, probably. Well, you probably would have eventually, but you saw the show The Dark, right? Or Dark? No. It's one of the only shows I've. I have have not seen the whole first season, but it just kind of season two. It's a Netflix like original, but it's like German. Nope. Sci-fi shit. I've um, heard of it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I I liked it, but like I just couldn't. I just I can't, could, can't couldn't deal with the dubbing, which sucks. I think you almost need to watch it with someone. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because then it keeps you focused. I was watching that one with uh, Melissa too, so like that might have been why I stopped watching it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, have you Melissa? seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen um uh, fucking Tarantino's new movie yet? No, not yet. Yeah, I was gonna ask you to go see it before we did this, but. Not enough time. Not enough time. Um, There's no time. But I heard good things about it. I notoriously am not a really big Tarantino fan. Notoriously, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm well known around these parts as a. I'm pretty sure on this. I'm pretty Tarantino. sure on this podcast. I always shit on his movies whenever they come up. Yeah, I guess. But you're also <laughs> the same guy that made me go to watch The Hateful Eight after a shift at Benny's. And thought there was going to be a matinee, and that's what we were so excited for. And we ended up yeah. watching, like, a three-fucking-hour movie with no that, matinee, and it was just awful. We just went and smoked that, a cigarette that, anyway, right? That is not what a matinee is. Isn't that? I thought that's what it an was. An intermission? know <laughs> what it called? Matinee is when you see a movie in the morning. <laughs> oh, shit. What am I thinking of, then? <laughs> an intermission. But isn't there, like... I thought there was a word for it, but... Like, it, it's called an intermission. <laughs> I thought, I'm saying I thought there was, like, a fancier word for it, like a code word, almost. <laughs> you know. I don't think so. I don't. Know. I think mean, like, I think matinee is kind of a fancy word for saying seeing a movie in the morning. <laughs> so it, <laughs> it is. But. I thought there was the same word for intermission. I, I apologize. Don't try to make me feel dumb. Uh, this beer six percent, man. Six point eight, maybe a little bit less than a two hearted. Um. Uh, but yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So, hateful eight. Um. It was okay. No, it was terrible. Well, that was so boring.
1: Yeah, probably. I um, mean, okay, look. I know so, the
0: movie was kind of fucked up, but like, Django was hilarious. I hated Django. Don't okay, well, forget. You have no sense of humor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pulp I, Fiction was amazing. I think that's one of the most overrated movies of all time. I think we should just pause there and talk about it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, why don't you rank your Quentin Tarantino movies? Let me pull them up while you start thinking about that because he's only, he is claimed to have only been making 10 movies and this is his ninth movie. Okay, that's fine. Um, number one is definitely Pulp Fiction. And I'm going to need to look at this list to make sure that I don't go out of order. So you're going to have to give me a minute. Okay, so Pulp Fiction, you put it at number one? Yeah, Pulp Fiction would be number one. Main reasons is just because that storyline is so fucking nuts. And, like, the actors they have in it. And the acting that's in it. Like, that's a greatly filmed movie. Say what again? You know what I mean? Dude, I don't know. Maybe it's something about Samuel L. Jackson that I don't like. Dude, Samuel L. Jackson is a voice of our generation. I'm tired of these snakes on this motherfucking plane. Greatest movie ever, made. (laughs) Argue it. Um, uh, I think that it's just... I don't know, a lot of nothing to but me. What are you doing pulling up one of those like advertisement websites? Pull up Wikipedia and open up his film list. Well, I'm trying to find his films that he directed, not the ones that he's just worked on. They will have that. Well, or can I just tell you these? Sure, I guess. Alright, so we have Django Unchained. Okay. The Hateful Eight. Okay. Death Proof. Okay. Inglorious Bastards. Okay. Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Kill Bill Volume 1. Kill. Killville Volume 2. Kill. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the one we haven't seen. Okay. Jackie Brown. Okay. Which I haven't, That's I haven't seen all of that one. And Pulp Fiction. Okay. Okay. Well, here's a disclosure, I know about four of them. Which ones you know? You know Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Hateful Eight. You know the Kill Bills? Not really. I can't say I do. I've seen them like, yeah. You know Reservoir Dogs? Nope. That's his first one. You know Death Proof? Nope, you've you, seen it, but I I don't know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's like the uh, the one with the car and she, yeah. with Planet Terra, It's attached yeah, to that yeah, 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 yeah. Rodriguez film, yeah, Inglorious Bastards. You know, I would probably go based off what I know: of Pulp Fiction, Inglorious Bastards, Django, Hateful Eight. Okay. Um, I've so I've seen. I've seen J- Django, Hateful Eight, Death Proof, Inglorious Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, both Kill Bills. I've seen all these movies. I haven't, just haven't seen Jackie Brown. So, don't people say that's one of his best films? I mean, people say that everything about everything. I think I like Kill Bill One and Two the best. Really? Yeah. Then Reservoir Dogs. Then um, Inglorious Bastards. Then, um, Death Proof. Then Pulp Fiction. Why do you hate Pulp Fiction? So I just don't much? like Pulp Fiction. I don't know. It's just not my style of movie. You know, I need some kind of like, like the only. I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I, it's hard for me to explain. It's just, like just overly. I get it. I mean, sometimes there's just things that you can't really argue with the logic and you just have to argue it's with It's like the overly violent without, like, because Kill Bill is definitely overly violent, but, like, that's kind of like you can get that kind of the world from it. Because it's like a fucking samurai movie. Pulp Fiction is just like a. Yeah, I would drive around in Hollywood fucking shooting people movie. Or, like, a gang. Uh, like, I don't like. Maybe I just don't like gangster things. But Reservoir Dogs is. Did you a like The Departed? Yes. But that is not. Did you like Casino? That is not. That is not Tarantino. seen Casino? Yeah, I like Casino. These are all like. I mean, if you're arguing, those are like the, those are good made gangster. I don't. I guess I don't think gangster movies should be as fucking ridiculous and silly as Tarantino makes his movies and over the top. Like it seems over the top. I think the difference is that like Tarantino's almost like. F- not forcing more in, but like. It's almost like his movies follow a quicker timeline. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, this shit could really... Ha- like, of course, I think every single thing that he's done in Pulp Fiction was pretty realistic. Like, somebody having, like, something go wrong, you know, with some fucking mob boss or a fucking drug dealer and then having the people come and kill him. You know what I mean? Like, that can happen. The only thing that might be kind of far is, like, the whole butt-fucking thing in the back of a pawn shop. Like if that just happened in regular life? The golden fucking suitcase? The golden suitcase? Yeah. The thing they're after the whole time, the suitcase. They open it at the end, it's just shining gold at them. You don't ever get to see what's inside of it. What are you talking about? Pulp fiction we're still talking about, right? That is not a pulp fiction. Yes it is. The it's, golden suitcase? It's not it's it's a suitcase, but when you open it up, it's just shining like gold light at them at the end, and you don't ever get to see what's inside of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That belonged to okay. <laughs> I was thinking like a golden super. <laughs> all, right, all right, yeah, I get it, but I mean, who cares? Like that, you. I mean, so what? You don't get. I mean, all right, decided. I guess. Like my, part that's of my how, like, hatred. Every movie. Part ends. of my hatred of that movie is how much everyone fucking loves it, as opposed to it's just a fucking movie. Yeah, that's all we needed to hear. You know, like I mean, I don't. I think not, I, I. I legitimately think all the other ones that I've listed before it are better like Inglorious Bastards is better. Both the Kill Bills are you haven't seen them but they are I've better. Seen them, I just haven't seen them a lot. Um I remember clearly a scene of the girl unburying herself being buried alive. Yeah. Death Proof um has one of my favorite shots in a, a movie and it's just like it's like a 15 minute shot of them going around a table like at a diner scene and I just am very impressed by that. I, Oh, man, I just keep coming back to, like, there's scenes you don't, you didn't like in, like, when the girl ODs and they have to bring into to the buddy's house. And, like, you know, everybody's like, get the fuck out. Get the f-, and they're just forcing him to help save this girl. They shoot her with a shot of adrenaline. Like, that's a fucking amazing scene. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Blowing the fucking brains up in the car just while having a gentle conversation driving down the street. <laughs> like, just holding the gun backwards at the bump. <laughs> like, this... <laughs> It's so entertaining. How did you not get entertained by that? No, you I probably don't did. I think you used to like Pulp Fiction a lot more, and I think I'm gonna just put this on a classic Nick thing and Dylan thing that you guys like to do, where uh, you just like to hate things. I, I mean, I just—it's not that I like. I mean, I guess it's like I wouldn't say I hated the movie. I would say I think it's one of the most overrated movies. It's what I'm going back to. Okay. Like I just—I'm just like, like I don't know how don't is how is those... that like ever like like so many people that's like their favorite movie. Like of all time and I just like there are so many fucking better movies than that or the course of everything, even the course of Tarantino movies Well because I think most people are simple, you know what I mean like a lot more people are simple than people are complicated as sad yeah. as it is to say. but like if you're simple, I think then the Pulp fiction is like I mean Pulp fiction is getting like close to my favorite movie of all time. I mean it's like I mean I don't know 35 in my list maybe I don't know, maybe lower if I really had to <laughs> rank them but it's in my top 50. Okay, I can, I can confidently say it's in my top fifty. But like, I mean, there's tons of other movies I love over the Pulp Fiction. I'm just saying, Quentin Tarantino. It's one of his best works. I think it's better than Django. I think it's better than Glorious Bastards. I put it ahead of Django. I think it's better than The Hateful Eight. I think I put it ahead of The Hateful Eight.
1: Yeah, I haven't I would seen put it. Ahead of the Hateful
0: Eight. I don't remember. I don't. I can't. I can't confidently. I'm trying not to speak on things I don't know, and I don't really remember the context of Death Proof or The Kill Bills. All I know is she's like a samurai lady that once, like, dug yourself out, it kills a bunch of people. It's like some about our ex-boyfriend or something. Yeah, Kill Bills. it's, like, easier for me to, like, live in this over-violent world. Because, I mean, that's one of the Tarantino's things. It's, like, everything is very over-violent. Like, of course. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's his style. Um, you know, I that's that's okay. That's, like, I mean, I, I w- if I were to make movies, I would have a goofy style like that, but less violence, more gay sex stuff. But did you <laughs> did you see the Quentin Tarantino thing that happened like uh, he got accused of being sexist during an interview because he gave like Margot Robbie such a small amount of lines in this movie. Yeah, she ever like he ever like three lines but a else. lot of feet scenes I guess. Yeah, and like something like that and then a girl was like so people are questioning whether or not you might be a little sexist based off of the amount of like, you know, lines that you've given to female characters and the amount of lines that uh, Margot Robbie has in this film and he just went I reject your hypothesis. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking like, nope. <laughs> I mean, you did I'm make bad. fucking both the Kill Bills, and that's who yeah. went Thurman at her best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Maybe I don't like um, Pulp Fiction because I fucking really hate Samuel L. Jackson. Why do you hate Samuel L. Jackson? Because I don't understand why he's in every goddamn movie. Yeah, not in every movie. What movie isn't he in? Cabin in the Woods. Okay. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He is. Is he really? No. Like, <laughs> I actually started thinking about it. I was like, he might work in that little fucking undercover. Yeah, see? Like, he could be. Like, why is he yeah. in all the fucking Avengers movies? Why is he in fucking Star Wars? Why is he in. He's Window? window. Okay, those are. You named his two, like, most, like, two of his most notorious roles. Though. I don't know, man. I'm just. Okay, like, okay well, here's the real questions. Why is he in that one? Why is he play, like movie? the. What weird vampire movie? You ever seen that weird... Oh, my God. He's in man. a weird vampire movie. Oh, of my God, is. dude. He's a, I forget what it's called, dude, but he's in a weird vampire movie. I'm surprised he wasn't movie. in fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, it's so crazy. I mean, why the fuck... Okay, here's the real question. Why was Aaron Rodgers in Game of Thrones? Like, that's completely biased by the Game of Thrones writers, and, like, honestly, it's the reason I didn't like season eight. Go Lions, <laughs> baby. Go Lions, baby. <laughs> Dude, yeah, last season of Game of Thrones. Just more and more time to think about it. The more and more it's fucking sucked, and the more and more it could have been fucking great. I really enjoyed the first episode, first three episodes. I liked, yeah, but, probably the first three, and then I don't. I mean, I was okay with. I would have been fine if they just didn't have the the last episode ruined it for me. No, nah, like, I man. just feel like they left too much out of it. Maybe they, I mean, if they would have changed the way that. Cersei and Jamie died, like it would have been fine. Like, and they could have wrapped it all up. Like, in the last episode, like, Cersei and Jamie are running and, like, trying to get away. And, like, somebody fucking hunts them down. Like, Danny hunts them down and fucking kills them. You know what I mean? Like, even that would have made that last episode so much better. Dude, they should have just fucking had Cersei win. No. Fuck no. Dude, no. I told you how this should end. Danny burns the city actually doesn't burn the city down first of all just don't burn the city down be smart think logically and just burn down the red keep and everybody at the red keep that's where the queen stays support the queen you die i know a lot of people were there kill them everybody in the city lives red keep falls get rid of it you don't need a red keep build your own little thing boom you're the queen cersei's dead everybody in the city lives you start running shit Game over, dude. Let Danny win. She should have won. And she blew it. Became the fucking fighter. No, well, she did win. Just John killed her. Yep. So, that, I, so she lost. <laughs> she did not win the Game of Thrones. There were so many things that should have happened. Like, imagine if, like, that dragon would have got shot down too, and Danny just doesn't have dragons all of a sudden. Like, that would have been fucking compelling to watch that battle. That's true. Like, or. Like, I, I heard a rumor... But on then a, they couldn't have the scene. They probably talked about the first episode that they wrote where the dragon burns the throne. Yeah, darn. What <laughs> the fuck is that, dude? What a weird... <laughs> thing. Come on, Game of Thrones has never been like that. Has not ever been, like, some <laughs> huge symbolism thing every time that an episode airs? What was... <laughs> it was so forced. I like, don't oh, I have to I don't kill th- you while I'm making out with you and then your dragon's gonna burn the Iron Throne <laughs> to symbolize that kingdom should not fucking rule anymore. I don't think that since Game of Thrones came back on this year that I've had a podcast where I didn't talk about Game of Thrones. So, um, uh, yeah, it definitely left sour taste. And they're moving forward with prequels, and I don't know, I'm kind of just not interested. No, I'm, I'm 100% interested in the prequels because like i am been told by multiple people that I'm dumb for not walking, watching the... Uh, what is it? Uh, not The Walking Dead. The What's it called? What? The fucking alternate Walking Dead? Fear the Walking Dead? Fear the Walking Dead. I've heard that's really good. Yeah. I mean, like, most shows are good in the beginning, like, if they have competent writers. It's where they, if if it's where they get past, like, four or five seasons, if they can still make it good. Like, not many shows fucking do, unless it's, like, a sitcom. Well, then they, maybe they should just be smarter about this one. It's a prequel. Maybe. Let's do five seasons and end it. Maybe shows should just cap out at, like, six seasons and just stop. Yeah, like, like just maybe, maybe Donald Trump can pass legislation where it's just uh, all television shows have to cap at six seasons. It, you just have to. That would be kind of good. I would appro- I would approve of that. That like, might be the first move that he'd make that I'd be down. with. What show can you think of that went past six seasons that really needed to? Scrubs. Did it? Yeah. How many eight. seasons did it have? Eight? Eight seasons. It needed that seven because no one liked that eighth season. The eighth season was dope. What are you talking about? Well, then there must have been a ninth season, right? Yeah, that was the ninth season. That was horrible. Okay, okay. sorry, <laughs> I, I forgot. I only consider that Scrubs had eight seasons. <laughs> Shit. Okay, well, but it kind of did though. Oh, and it's also a sitcom, but it all yeah. Oh. yeah is it? Yeah, is that a definitely sitcom? sitcoms? I've, I consider sitcoms are like comedy shows that like each episode. It, like it kind of ties into the future episodes but this can be contained in its own like you can watch it and understand what's going on without really watching any of the other episodes and still be entertained okay i mean yeah like kinda. it has there has I, plot I points that be, carry out through the seasons it, it's probably like a hybrid though because like there's no t- I, I think there's certain on episodes 100 percent. okay Hundred well, percent. you can fight me on this all you want i don't want to fight it you don't fucking go outside right now and fight sh- about this <laughs> Simply trying to uh, bring up an alternative point as your co-host? Think of like a drama. You or know what, everybody? Let's boycott the Split Six Podcast. If you're with me in your car, say one, two, three spaghetti. One, two, three spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, fuck. I wasn't in my car. Damn it. Um, I don't even have any spaghetti on me. Fuck. Damn, I got some more <laughs> wallet you want to borrow. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So we're almost out of time here. Um, wasn't there another movie that came out midsummer? Oh, we didn't talk about Midsummer. I guess we got like like a minute or two or five to talk about Midsummer. Um, which which one of those I, is it? I don't know. I can't tell. This timeline is going too fast. It's definitely less than five. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. You give me your quick forty-five second synopsis. I'll give you mine, and then we'll talk about. Some We're synopsis. not going to talk about synopsis. We're going to talk about how we felt about it. So obviously, Midsummer is about. Um this is my synopsis. Um it's, it's about this uh festival in the middle of a summer that is partic- that is created by a village that lives in in uh, Scandinavia somewhere. Scandinavia somewhere and they follow these certain traditions and it's about a whole bunch of Americans going with their Scandinavian friend to experience these traditions and from that point forward things move a little differently but the sun so, is always out. Very, That's why it's called midsummer. Very dark. Um Not visually though. It's light, visually, dark morally. Um yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh it was different. It's the second movie by the the chick that made uh Hereditary and I really Hereditary really fucked me up. Um if I had a daughter or a son or any children, would I want them to watch it? No. Would I recommend that my friends watch it? Maybe. Depends on their mental stability. If you're good, you like movies and you get that it's just like kind of a joke thing and you can get over it, sure. Fear number three, politics. (laughs) The president grabbed me. All right, Mitchell, we're on to politics. Oh, freaking boy, dude. And our great supreme leader, Donald Trump, has been on it again with some racist tweets. Getting wild with it, dude. Calling Baltimore a crime-infested, rat-filled city um because somebody that uh is on the I think the uh House of Representatives for Baltimore is leading like a commission to like oversight on him which is his constitutional duty you know <laughs> to check the president right so um uh how do you feel about the president these days ooh man uh not good Nicholas. um i would say that the president if you had to ask me my approval rating would be Maybe 7%. <laughs> yeah, no, um, this guy fucking sucks. He's clearly a racist. We've been talking about how he's a racist for weeks now. Hey, and fuck, fuck weeks, dude. Let's talk about years, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so sad. <laughs> and it makes this upcoming election so important. And I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It's It's, it's, hard, it's, it's tough it's, to be this plugged in all the time i don't know i've come to recently realize that i think a lot of us that feel like these certain ways guide our politics by our morals Mm -hmm. and that i just need to figure out a way to accept that most people don't live by their morals you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. even if like they believe one way they don't truly act that way or have their actions reflect that way yeah and Might. a lot of people will contest me and shit like that like you know hey maybe I do but uh, I think that this is going to better overall for people in this country and then I hit them with the morals again I'm like bro what about not this country <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> There's a lot of people in this world that don't live in America like yeah. what if we can positively impact everybody but no I would say it's a big thumbs down for me over here about Donnie Yeah it's uh makes these uh, this upcoming election all too important because You know, like, we just had the the Mueller tapes, like, come out. Not tapes, but, like, his interview. And, uh, like, one of the biggest things that he said that wasn't in his report was, like, about Russia interfering in our elections and that they're actively still doing it. And um, there has been bipartisan proposals in the Senate to, uh, you know, do something about our election security, but they've, of course, been blocked by Mitch McConnell... And you know, there's not really any reason for that other than that the fact that it helps Republicans get elected when Russia interferes because they would rather have Republicans in our office. When well, why is that? Um, probably cause it's better for our uh enemies to have Republicans in office, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think so too. They're easier to man- manipulate, yeah. I mean, but, Donald I mean- Trump is clearly just you know. Basing all of his judgments on whether people like him or not, and Putin is really good at playing him like he likes him. I mean, I'll put it to you like this, man: an idiot doesn't know that they're an idiot because they're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're gonna not think that they're like, oh, they're not gonna impact me, so whatever they can help me fucking win my elections. But at the same time, like you just let him. Yeah, I know. I don't even want to talk about this right now. Yeah, I know. So, Orange is the New Black came out on (laughs) Monday. No. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, politics has just been getting harder and harder for me to deal with because, like, I don't know. Like, even the way that the sides talk to each other, though, like, I think that one side is clearly has a moral ground higher than the other. And, like, people are going to disagree with that because of the corruption that's in there. But, like, you got to understand that the people that follow the Democratic Party— a lot of us are doing this because of what they stand for morally. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we don't... Sure, a lot of us probably agree that illegal immigration is hurting the country in ways. You know what I mean? Like, it can be regulated, and we can probably do some stuff to stuff it. Do we think that a wall on our border is the number one thing? No. But, like, we're looking out for the families, and we're not okay with the way that they're being detained. Like, Yeah, like, um, uh, like I think some legal citizen that happened to have brown skin was detained for three days because they thought he was an illegal immigrant and that is fucked up i'll leave it at this nick but definitely start watching the rest of orange is the new black because it's pretty spot on too yeah i'm <laughs> sure it's like they've been pretty good at being culturally relevant um, for yeah. the times that we live in but, I don't know, I mean, I think morals guide a lot of the party, and, like, I get that the other side would say the same thing, too, but I would say the difference is that sometimes what you're guiding you is religion and not moral. I get that morals come with religion, but at the same time, like, not everybody has to have a religious obligation. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think it's misguided religious religious obligation. Like, oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. W- I don't really think religion says these things, like... I think that the other certain things you could interpret in a way like to be anti-gay or like, you know, in a lot of, um, well, you've read the entire Quran, Yeah. Like one time through. I I mean, I can give you like random things. I mean, there is a lot of it that talks about peace and like talks about humanity. But like there is also a lot of sexism. I mean, there's sexism, but like besides from the sexism, there is just pure violent parts. Like um, there's one part where it's literally like. Uh, If that does not align with your beliefs, you should strike the head off the non-believer. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. It's like basically saying, if you don't believe what I believe, you should die. So, like, I don't know. There's parts to that. But I've also done, like, a decent amount of research on the Bible, too. And, like, I think the most weird thing in this world about Christianity is that there's such thing as a New Testament and an Old Testament. But everybody that was around when an Old Testament came around just started believing in the New Testament. Like, with no sort of proof all of a sudden the words were it's almost as if they said oh well we took this and you know broke it down and re-spun it to make sure that this is the way that God's word should sound but the Old Testament the original Bible was fucked dude <laughs> it was so fucked man yeah there's a lot of stuff a lot of anti-women stuff a lot of like oh my god the anti-woman stuff is bizarre <laughs> like the what is it if, uh, if the wife of a man is caught cheating she shall have her head brought to the man's doorstep. That was in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What are you guys listening to? This is, shit is fucked. Dude, come on. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. And like... It's nice to be a heathen. <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I consider myself agnostic, but like, I just think that there's some things in religion that just need to be spoken about and like, people need to... I mean, if you do have an argument for it, you need to put those smarter people that have like can actually provide me some sort of at least like I understand that your whole religion is based off these pages but like if somebody can interpret those pages the right way or knows more about it fucking show it to me and argue it with me because like I need to hear it too to not think that it's humorous Just yeah. should be straight up <laughs> like I, I know it's I know it can be rude to your religion but like for me it comes off as humorous because I don't understand all of it you know I probably should read it I probably should read the bible yeah well I'm not ever going to do that. So <laughs> I think you should. I mean, I think you should understand it, right? Um, Donald Trump just came out in a tweet the other day saying that he's considering uh, c- calling the Antifa group a terrorist organization, um, which, you know, uh, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't align with everything Antifa is doing, but I align with the sentiment of being anti-fascist, which is what our country is descending into. Um, but also, I don't know how you can say that when you have right-wing terror coming out like how it is, or like the KKK. I was about to say, are white nationalists and KKK considered terrorists? Because I not, don't think they're considered legally terrorists. Yeah. Well, then if not, then get the fuck out of here, dude. You're just being dramatic. We literally, we, I don't, I'm pretty sure Antifa has not been the cause of a single death. Um, and we just literally this weekend had a right-wing extremist go and shoot and kill six people at, I think, a music festival or something. Um, One of those people was a six-year-old boy. Jesus, dude. It just, I don't know. Somebody was talking to me about politics at work, right? And they said this. They said, you're a Democrat? And I said, yeah. And they were like, but, I mean, don't you, like, feel weird about the whole, like, taking guns thing? And, like, I, I think he's a good guy. I think he just, like, randomly has this, like, passion for guns. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but from what I've talked to him, he's just pretty standard guy is what I'd say. Like, I mean, I don't know too much about him. But point is, like, I was like, dude, have you seen what's going on? I was like, I just feel so confused when people tell me that they're, like, so for guns and against everything the Democrats are doing. Like, we're not taking guns away. Like, nobody... Yeah. Like, who's proposed a bill that says collect all the fucking guns? Like, nobody... Yeah, the most extreme one is like just a buyback system, which is just you get money if you sell your guns back to the government. Like Yeah. Like that's that's, um, that's, and that's that's still a choice you have. You don't have to do it. Yeah, you don't have to do it. And like I don't know, like I think the way that I said it to him, he was like, Oh shit, I guess I hadn't really thought about it like that. I was like, dude, you haven't thought about the fact that like it maybe if we make it like less dangerous guns, less danger will happen yeah <laughs> like, you like, know what i mean like or if we stop loopholes maybe crazy people won't be able to access guns and sorry like not crazy mentally unstable people shouldn't be able to access guns like mm-hmm. like people know. with a history maybe, maybe we should make a law where people with a history of uh domestic violence shouldn't be allowed to buy guns yeah, <laughs> like. i mean i had oh, dude i don't know it's nuts it's nuts to me that this logic just doesn't hit and like that's what i'm saying i think that there's just certain people that like care more about like other people and like you know what i mean like it's it's just the mass do you care about the masses or do you care about like fighting the government one day when they do too much overreach well do you just care about like yourself you know what i mean like i know i have rights and i want those rights but, like, I would forfeit some of my rights if it meant that other people could, like, live more prosperously. Yeah, there, I mean, honestly, like, I truly believe that there is no reason someone who is going to be a responsible gun over, owner should not be allowed to own a gun. But you got to weed out the system somehow. You can't just give everybody a gun and hope that they're responsible when, clearly, it's not fucking working because there's mass shootings nearly daily. Here in America. Yeah. Like, I I shouldn't be afraid to go to Bonnaroo and think, like, oh, well, you know, someone could just pull out a rifle here and fucking mow down 100,000 people. Like, I sh- should not be afraid of shit like that. Dude, I mean, not only that, but, like, we should also probably be hearing about the fact that three, four, five people are dying every day to gun violence, mass shootings. Suicide. We don't hear about it unless it's over 10 people. Yeah, you just don't hear about it. Like this it one's are, at a school. Like, like, did you, do you like? Uh, do you even know any details about this one that no. just happened? I just I heard about it like today on the shuttle home from work. Yeah, see, like I don't know many details. I know like from what I hear from my podcast, but they're like already worn out about talking about shit like this. Yeah, because it fucking happens so frequently, dude. Since Virginia, and it's tax. the same. It's the same fucking argument every time, like the one side against another side. You know, like a lot, and then like Breitbart. Like, their, like, most upvoted comment on their site is, like, this is clearly a false flag attack, right? Like, it's just people buying into this nonsense that this is fucking left-wing propaganda, like, shooting up people <laughs> to try to take away people's guns. And that is just clearly not what the left is about. Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense, like, I, like with these people that have attacked like you know what I mean like the background of all these people has been very similar like mm. mental issues drives this issue you and, know what I mean it's uh, like usually fans of the Republican party like yeah well I wasn't going to say that cuz like I I don't know if it's one hundred percent fair, but it, I mean, we yeah. had we had a we had a bomber that was the biggest Trump fan. Like, we had a had a bus that had like MAGA written all over it and shit like that for Trump. Who sent literal pipe bombs to high ranking officials in the Democratic Party, including like Hillary Clinton and people like that, like deliberately trying to kill them. Like, <laughs> this that's where the fucking terror is coming from right now. Antifa is a response to everything going on right now that is fucked um, in our country. And I don't say, I don't think, I don't agree with any of their violence, but their protests, I'm down for like, we should not be a fascist country. And we are trending that way, especially with Donald Trump. People would people in his own party are afraid to speak up against him because he's going to throw out a tweet and fucking tank their popularity and make them not reelected because that makes them not able to speak out against them. Because that's kind of your job in politics right now is to get reelected. Like, 100%. 100%. That's why no one fucking speaks out. That's why there's been one, one fucking Republican that has spoken out. And it's like a Michigan um, yeah. House representative from like Grand Rapids that now he's an independent. Um, <laughs> it's just the one that has spoken out against the madness that Trump and is. And see, like, that's the, the clearly thing, unfit to be president person that Trump is. That's the thing, too. Like, I'm glad the guy from Michigan spoke out, even if the following is true. Like if it's been one person, there's a very good chance that even he did that for notoriety. You know what I mean? Like, he could completely yeah, align with the dumbass shit that's going on. He was a Republican before. And he could just... Want a little bit of attention and then boom, runs as a different Republican standard. You know what I mean? Like he could be the next wave. Yeah. I fucking know. But I mean, like, that, I mean, like I, if you have different economic values, you know, that's easier for me to accept than it is to have different social values and racist tendencies. And like clearly, like clearly Trump broke the law in obstructing justice. Yeah. Um but no one fucking knows it and the you whole know. and the whole media complex is just talking about how Mueller didn't or didn't act like uh, super confident in his testimony when before that he said he would not answer any other questions that weren't involved in his report, you know, so the Democrats were kind of strung at that, and I don't know we need to start we need to start trying to impeach this guy in the house and make this thing drag out as long as we can to keep the fucking truth that he tried to obstruct trust justice in the mindset of Americans while we move into this 2020 season with the most important election of our fucking lives like yeah we, can't, we we don't even we don't even just need to win the presidency we have to take back the Senate if we want to fucking do anything because Mitch McConnell will just sit there and block and block and block any kind of any kind of thing we want to pass I don't know. It's just such a sad state of affairs. It's just. I just fucking hate it, dude. I do not understand how people can support this guy. Like, how can you support this man after everything? Like, even if your political party leanings are driving forward, like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you're getting the tax cuts you want, you're getting whatever you want, like, that's fine. How can you support. For a minute, like, fuck politics. How can you support the man, mm-hmm. Donald Trump? Him as a person. Like, I had somebody tell me the other day, like, yeah, I voted for him, but I know what he is. And I was like, then why the fuck did you vote for him? (laughs) Like, that's what I wanted to scream, dude. I'm like, come on. Like, there's no way that I could ever vote for somebody that lives on such a fucking crooked moral compass as that, dude. There's no way. Yeah. That's why it's, like, important for these primaries that we have to pick somebody that's going to be able to go up against him on these debates and fucking tear him a new asshole. Like... It like has I, to be Warren or it has to be Bernie. I'm cool with either of those. I think Kamala Harris could probably do it. I don't necessarily. Uh, a, a, God, I do not want Kamala Harris. I don't. I don't. I don't want her. But I think that she would like. In terms, Better than Biden. In Better terms of Biden. In terms of debating Trump. Yeah. Like coming at him strong. Like Kamala would be really good. No. <laughs> no. False. Um, who's False. that? Who's, <laughs> who's that? Julian Castro, I think, would be really good. Um. Yang I don't know Yang's got to show up I think he's debating tonight But Yang's got to show up And not just act like he wants to leave early This time um, uh, But yeah I, 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 I like Yang um, um, Biden is just Going to be a little bitch about it And just try to say like That yeah uh, I worked with Obama That's going to be his whole thing When I worked <laughs> Right alongside almost Almost at the same level As President Barack Obama. (laughs) Marianne Williamson could probably cast a spell on him. Ask Michelle about my shoulder rubs. Ask her. (laughs) You just ask her how often I rubbed her shoulders. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. I I just like the creepy Joe Biden. (laughs) Hearing creepy Joe Biden just cracks me up. That should be Paul's football team name this year. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, That's what Trump's been using in a lot of his tweets. He's the one he's most called out. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, he's like, about the most. That's yeah. why that you know no, another reason why I want Warren over over Sanders is because I feel like I just really feel like that Trump's going to be able to argue this socialist thing to the majority of the population very easily, and Warren considers herself a capitalist, and that she's going to have to find a new angle, and the angle is just going to be the Pocahontas shit, the fucking racist Pocahontas shit <laughs> that <laughs> that he's going to try to. Yep. <laughs> Like, you see them on the base stage. He's definitely going to call her Pocahontas. And it's going to be fucking offensive. And, <laughs> okay, Pocahontas. <laughs> nope. <laughs> False. <laughs> and, Do you uh, know that the Republicans are literally acting like at no point in the testimony did Robert Mueller? Is it Mueller? I think I it's don't, Mueller. Mueller? I, I, always, I always think it's Mueller. Either way, Mueller. When Robert Mueller says, like okay, do you think you'd be able to obstruct him of justice after he was out, out of the presidency? Yes. Like, they just act like that part didn't happen. Yeah, dude. It's because Fox News controls, like, everything. Like, like <laughs> Donald Trump got asked directly <laughs> into his, I quote, and, like, read the quote, and he, he didn't say that, you're fake news, and I'll tell you what, you're at the top of the list now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like, that fucking reporter's like, shit, I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's... Like, you gotta be plugged... Like, you gotta be plugged in. And then, like, the reason, like, Trump is, like, as, like, racist as he is is because he's pandering to the part of his base, like, that is from, like, the rural areas areas of America where they are still getting fucked by the economy, and they're getting more fucked by Trump's tax cuts to the rich, yeah. fu- Trump's constant tariff wars with other, uh, other nations, yeah. which fucking hurt farmers and shit, and... <laughs> but... The racism balances it out because people like to blame people of a different color for everything changing because our country is getting more diverse because more people are, um, coming coming in or being like you, you know races are getting mixed as the culture uh, changes like with like it being more acceptable for like a white person and a black person to be together you know like and have like a mixed. Uh, child, right, you know when that shit wasn't okay, like ten years like, ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean like you know like thirty years ago that shit really wasn't okay, yeah um four five years ago, it still was kind of sketchy, <laughs> and then, like now, like Fucking there are certain areas in rural America where it's not okay, you know like there's oh, yeah. there are but certain people that are if you, did, wait if you, I'm sorry, can you clarify, did you mean Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> I mean definitely Alabama. And then, you know, all these women's rights are being taken away. I don't know. I don't Uh, understand how you vote fucking Republican at all, really. Yeah. Like, I get it if it's coming from a place of, like, oh, yeah, I don't believe in welfare because, like, I work for my shit and uh, I don't want just free handout. And, okay, I can sympathize with that a little bit. I think you need to look at it at a more broader concept than just straight up like that they are getting sh- or like like oh uh, I don't you, you want college for free I fucking paid for my college blah 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 but like you ch- you can't base what the future needs to be based on what everything was I think just you, cause it worked out for you doesn't mean it worked out for everybody and doesn't mean it can't be fucking better I truly think it comes from a, a stance of being closed minded and here's my challenge sit down with somebody that you respect that's the opposite party of you and do shrooms with them. <laughs> and if you can do that and not have to change your political opinion at all, then sure, dude, you truly believe what you believe. And we just have to decide that me and you are not going to get along. Uh, I mean, um, <laughs> but no, um, I did want to bring something up just while we're on top of the politics. I will probably run on the low on time. No, we got a We got a while. Well, either way. Twenty five minutes. This is something that somebody asked me today and I was like, not today. It was probably within the last. Six months, honestly. I have no idea. But (laughs) I just thought about it. If you were dating somebody, like, say you're, like, three dates in, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, I mean, head over heels in terms of, like, you know, you're falling for me. Like, then this is somebody I really like. And they tell you that they're Republican or, you know, in a Republican standpoint, Democrat. You continue dating them. And, like, I mean, like, they support Donald Trump. They support the Republican motions, like, Almost to the T. Did you? Um, uh, I take it you did not hear my podcast last week with Amanda Walker. Or, I'm sorry, Amanda Renee. I don't think I made it that far. Um, uh, No. Um, I'm, did I'm, she I'm, ask I'm, this question too? No. I, I, no, unless they're super hot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I don't know, but like for for me,
0: for me, like if it's something that's like important to you, like how that is for me, that comes up in the first date. Like I'm bringing that shit up. That makes sense. I am making a, I am making one kind of a Trump or politics joke to test the field. And if uh, like no, there's no, uh, there's no reason for me to be putting myself into like this kind of a relationship when I know it's just gonna go devastatingly wrong because of how. Passionate, I feel about being that way. Yeah, I'll alongside. be friends with that person because uh, I believe in that. Like being friends with the other side, even if they disagree with you. In you know, relationship's it, a step further. It's too far. It's too too far. It's too far. It, it's too far. <laughs> it's too, far. <laughs> it's too far. Too far for you. It's like no. no I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. I, I don't want to fuck you every time and hate fuck you every time. <laughs> you no. Know? Like I'll just change it up sometimes. <laughs> no, I just honestly, I think for me, it would come down to like I can't be in a, you know, I can't be in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. If I don't respect you and I'm not going to be able to respect your opinions. on like something that's extremely important and that's, eh, that's going to lead to me not yeah. respecting you overall because if it all comes down to it, I mean, if somebody's like, well, I mean, if it comes down to where she's like, well, I mean, what's wrong with me? I'd well, you're fucking Republican. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. <laughs> like, I guess I would have to have a conversation with you and if you can adequately like explain your position to me, that's something that's not offensive. Like, or racist, then maybe I can get like on board with it. Like if it's like if that, it's straight up economical, okay, maybe. That's The thing though, have you ever seen like uh, fuck. man, it's two guys on Facebook, Nick Sadowski, Blake Lucas. You know either one of them? I mean, I've heard the names. Okay, so like I'm friends with both of them on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a fucking constant battlefield. And I like Blake and all, but like I think the way that he argues politics almost makes it more like attacking than thought-provoking you know what i mean yeah like i like having the conversation where you're like oh dang okay i get it and like i'm trying to like hold back on the idea of like no fuck that that's dumb you're fucking racist you know what i mean like do i feel that way yes (laughs) but i'm trying to present it in a different way because like constantly attacking your opponent's just gonna make them attack you and then what's actually happening is not gonna fucking matter and like that's my point is that like the republican side that goes against blake in this fucking battles Will just completely ignore the moral standing ground of it and they will argue it smartly. They'll argue it with statistics, they'll argue Mm -hmm. with positive things that Trump has done, and they'll argue it with like a lack of thinking through what the Democratic Party has done. But like the whole time, they'll either defend or completely ignore what Trump has done in the past. Like they'll be like, well, you know, I know that he seems like in this comment, you may be able to take it in a way where he's going against women, but he's opened up a lot of different avenues to where like mid-sized businesses can grow within America and also you know it's not like he's had like a you know something I don't know He's not like he's ever been proven that he like raped a girl and the quote will be something like these this dumb dog congresswoman <laughs> from this shithole country can't even fix her own fucking country you should probably go back it'll be a quote like that <laughs> they'll just ignore all that stuff and be like well look Dude, I mean, this, guy, wrong? this guy literally said that he would go up to people and grab them by the pussy. And I don't know how. And you know what the fucked up thing is? There was a coalition that was like the women for Donald Trump that came out the day after that. No, the real thing that's fucked up is that there's probably people even that listen to this podcast. And I'm sorry to talk to you, but that heard you say that he's admitted to walking up to people and grabbing by the pussy. You know what they did? They went, oh, OK, all right, here we go again. They're just talking about this guy. Like, okay, that happened, and you need to accept that it happened. But there's people that immediately hear it and go, oh, we're all right, yeah. Yeah, sure, he's made a couple sexist comments. Sure, he once said he wanted to fuck his daughter. Sure, he's just a fucking (laughs) asshole, and he made fun of, like, shit old countries like hate. (laughs) see i I don't know Come i don't on. Know. I don't get it dude I don't get it. it's it's tough and it's i but so I you know, and this is like one of the things that I'm like dude, this podcast has been about is that I don't know w- I don't know the way forward like but I know that if the other side, as in the people that are Republicans and that somehow still support Donald Trump, understand where we're coming from more than they do now it, that will lead to a better road forward. I don't know if that's the right way, but I know that it's going to be a slower process, but it will be better. And that's why I always say it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. Because if someone listens, if you listen to somebody else, they are more inclined to listen to you. Like if you genuinely and like coherently listen to what their points and you sympathize with it, even if you don't agree with it, they're going to be more prone to asking you questions about why you feel this way and being able to have a way to step into each other's shoes. Cause if you're just straight up going to say like, no, fuck you, that's wrong. You're a fucking idiot. You know, it's just going to, it's just going to clash and you're just going to fight and it's not going to be constructive at all. Like, so that's, that's where I have this uh moral like decision to make. Like, do I Do I, like, you know, even if I think this shit is pure evil and fucking terrible, like, is it more morally correct to fucking fight it with all my will or try to sympathize and try to bring it closer to the middle? Which I think is a lot of the things that Joe Biden is saying in his political campaign. Or what a lot of people do. Ignore it completely. Yeah, well, that's not an option. Well, for you. Yeah, for like a lot of the fucking people in the world probably the people that side with us Mm -hmm. ignoring it is the option and that's the option they're always going to take and it's not because they don't understand it and it's not because they don't agree with it and if they actually spent any time learning it that they would definitely grow and probably be people like us but like the thing is like me and you both had no choice we had Dylan in our lives (laughs) and we you know it's more than Dylan like we are who we are no I know Yeah, we have like we have a great moral compass man I like who we are as people Well, Mitchell I mean, You're alright like, <laughs> Me and Dylan are great Fuck up um, uh trash Mitchell, uh, where can people find you uh, Anything you want to plug Yeah, probably within like the next three to four weeks we will going to be dropping Life's a Mitch So you should probably start following New me New rap album for Mitchell Wagellas It's going to be uh, at, at Mitch Wags That's W-E-G-Z and then also on Instagram at Gallegaleswella G E L A twice S-W-E-L-L-A. You should sync those up. Hit me up. Yeah, I know. I tried, but you can't change Instagram as easily as you can change Twitter. So I changed mine pretty easily. Maybe it was taken. Probably know. Maybe I did change it. Check both. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, I write really cool music because like I don't even know what the fucking do like, with my social media. So you know I'm cool. <laughs> check that shit out guys one of these days once the album drops i will be uh, releasing uh, one of his songs that we can write out on at the end of this podcast Um, uh, Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Wagella. Follow us on Facebook at Split Six Media. Find us anywhere you download podcasts. Please rate and review us. You know, no one said that in a while. I don't think I don't really know how to check because I don't care that much. Uh, Remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. And thank you for splitting six with us. This has been episode 109. We'll see you next week. I'm out, bitch!